Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. We were looking at this team and, and we realized, other than Michael, the rest of the guys were probably at the end of their high productive years. We had to decide whether we keep the team together or not. And we realized maybe this was the time to do a rebuild and not try to win a sixth championship. I said from day one, if Phil's not coaching, I'm not going to be a part of rebuilding. Phil should be the head coach, and I shouldn't be put in a position to have to make a choice to play for another coach other than Phil Jackson. Sadly as it may be, I have choices. You know, and I will not choose to play for another coach. Pippen started berating Jerry Krause for the team. You know, we had to say, you know, hey, let's hold it down. All right, uh, The Last Dance premiered last night on ESPN. Uh, the first two episodes, they're all going to be a, an hour long. It uh, centers around that final title run, which uh, the Jazz were not um, tremendously featured in this, but that's the way it's headed, right? Um, but, uh, Gordon, kind of your, your reaction, your initial reaction to it, I, I certainly have some thoughts. Well, we just heard those uh, those sound bites there from uh, from it, and I'm telling you right now, anybody who would get in the way and screw up Michael Jordan's attitude toward a team would be a moron. I, I mean, I understand that guys are all trying to justify their positions and whatnot, but this guy is the best ever to do it, in my opinion, and everybody knew it back then. So why would Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf and the whole crew ever even get in the way of that? I get it that everyone needs to utilize their expertise. But as I was watching that, I I was just shaking my head like going, what is wrong with you people? Why would you talk about rebuilding when you just won a championship? And as it turns out, spoiler alert here, they're on their way to another championship. And you're going to mess that up? I, I just thought that was idiotic. And I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think that was pretty clear back then, too. And we remember it very clearly because I'm having flashbacks as I'm watching this because we were all over this stuff, you know, uh, that 96-97 championship. Obviously, the Jazz involved in that. So we have a background leading into this next season, leading into another championship run. And we were all over that as well. So I'm just in there going, Jerry Krause, what is wrong with you? Don't piss off Michael Jordan. You know, don't even talk about stuff like, well, this is Phil Jackson's last run. I mean, just put a cork in it, man. What are you trying to do? I'm not Although they did they did win a championship and maybe that was maybe he was knew Michael well enough he was trying to motivate him or something but it just seems like a backward way to do it. Now I I agree with you on on his decision making it probably wasn't wise uh, especially in hindsight but they they so melodramatically characterize him as the villain throughout that I found I I found I had more feelings of sympathy for Jerry Krause 
than, than necessarily <laughs> like anger or vitriol. I mean, Austin's playing the, the, the music there as kind of a joke, but you heard when, when was it Phil Jackson was talking about Scottie Pippen? Scottie uh, Pippen. Berating him on the bus. Yelled at him really good. Uh, and they're <laughs> and playing. playing. shot him dead. <laughs> Tonight on Law and Order. No, they, I mean. We all knew it was Scottie. The players were so mean to him. I, I felt bad. And Reinsdorf had this really, and I should have I should have this in front of me so I get it exactly right, but he had this really revealing quote about uh, Jerry Krause that he loved people that didn't love him back, and that disappointed him. I, I thought, wow, what a... What an interesting sentiment coming from the owner about Jerry Krause, they, because they cast him as such a villain, and they were so it was so us against them. And we should start, or we should talk about where that was initially generated, because I thought that was a really interesting part uh, of the documentary. But it was such a uh, an anti management, you know, situation. It, you say if if Krause would have gotten out of the way, you know, and he ends up being the the villain, but it seemed like. It's pretty toxic. I don't know how much it it would have been able to go on. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe maybe it was just a natural course. But you're right. I mean, Michael Jordan making the fat jokes, the short jokes. Uh, he was pretty brutal on Jerry. But uh, I can understand the player's frustration because, like Michael said, quote unquote, we're winning. We're winning. So why are you talking about rebuilding? And, and, and inviting everybody, including Tim Floyd, to your birthday bash, except for it Phil was, Jackson? It was his stepson's wedding. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> a wedding, that's right. Because Reinsdorf said, <laughs> I would have been glad not to have to go to a wedding. Right. But uh, I, I just thought, and, and here's the other thing that I, I really disagree with. And look, you, you can say that we're all ganging up on him looking back, but I remember this as it was happening. And I, I remember too, certainly I remember being uh, thinking Jerry and and the whole thing was screwed up back then. I mean, OK, so you sign Scottie Pippen to a contract that is, say, advantageous to the team. All right. You do that. I, I get it. You honor the contract. Right. But when you know a guy is absolutely getting screwed over by his contract, don't you out of goodwill go back and redo that deal? Well, Jerry Reinsdorf told him, he said, I don't want to see you about this again. And Reinsdorf told him, like, this is really not a... If the owner is telling you that it's a bad deal, then at some point you have to be uh, accountable for your decision. Yeah, uh, and about, you know what? Scotty's what... his intentions were really noble. He wanted the guaranteed money to make sure right. he was changing the lives of his family. That's, and and that's exactly what he got. And they that's told what him. He got. But look, at some point, I like relationships where an owner can say, "Okay, look, we I know you were looking for security rather than top dollar, and you didn't see the inflation coming. But at some point, as this guy is helping you win championships." Don't you at some point tear that up and say, look, we're going to make this right? Maybe, I, I, but I, I mean... I, I know that's easier for me to say because it's not my money, but it seems like that would be the, the noble thing to do, even though you want to honor the terms of the contract and even though Reinsdorf warned him about it. But given his vulnerable position with what was going on at home and him needing that security, I can understand that. That makes a lot of sense. 
And so it would have it would have been a nice move, a nice gesture, and I don't think particularly egregious in any kind of na- naivete way that uh, you're going to just say, "Look, Scotty, you're the you're you're uh, the lieutenant, and Michael's the captain, and without you, we're struggling to win these championships, and we're going to make this right with you." And that didn't happen. And I and I remember interviewing Pippen over that span, and he was pissed off. He was always angry. It seemed like. And it, it it didn't have to be that way, Jake. Not in my opinion. I I hear you, but at the same time, when uh, a player like say you know just for example, Andre Karolinko signs a long term deal, which turns out to be way above his value, I don't yeah. see the player saying, you know what, let's let's redo this thing, and I'm going to take a bit of a haircut. I mean. But so this, you know the, team, the guarantee. The guarantee in the NBA is a really, really positive thing for the players, but it can yeah. swing both ways if you're not smart about it. I get it. I get it, and I understand that it was a mistake on Pippen's part. But I just think if you want to create goodwill with your franchise, and I think the Bulls really suffered for the reputation that they had around the league after Jordan left. And uh, with what happened there, I, th- I think that that hurt that franchise for a time to come. But anyway, that's just my opinion, and it might be Pollyannish, but I would have I would have rectified what was wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If 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 I have money like Reinsdorf does, man, I'm making that right, and I and I want my team to be together, unified, and rowing in the same direction. I don't want to create this war within the locker room, within the between. The players and management, that just seems counterproductive to me. That's not the vibe I want in my franchise. And I think that was a mistake on their part. I really do. Except for maybe it's brilliant because maybe he did it on purpose and that was the motivation that got them over the hump. He was the the bad guy. Mm, I still don't think so. I think there were other reasons for that. I I mean you could you could make an argument that I mean the whole last dance theme of this whole thing that Phil Jackson came up with which was us against them let's go prove it I mean you could make an argument that maybe they didn't get that final championship I mean that was a really good Utah Jazz team maybe yeah. they maybe they don't get that title if they don't have that you know come together focal point because that team was drifting apart. They were ta- I mean uh, e- even in the scene where they go over to France and Dennis Rodman was was holding out. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh you know Scotty obviously was was disgruntled with his situation and I mean who's to say that that team would have come together like that if it weren't for the you know overall dislike of Jerry Krause. You know, it's funny when we watch this stuff, Jake. All this stuff comes back to me and I remember talking with Pippen and I remember getting this negative vibe from him. And that whole thing about him not undergoing the surgery and then getting it done right before the season. And then he had to sit all that time. That that was a spiteful move on his part. And uh, which I, I which I would bet happens more than, you know, maybe so. Maybe so. Because I thought was, that, too. When, when Jordan called that a selfish move, that, that is a selfish move. Yeah. That's a yeah, really it, selfish it, move. It was. And, I, and I, I remember there sitting right in front of Scottie Pippen and talking to him and having his venom come out of his eyes. And as I was talking to him, someone else came up and asked him a question that he didn't like. And, man, I'll tell you, Pippen was just spitting fire. And I thought to myself at that time, man, there's something wrong with this guy right now. He is fundamentally angry, 
And I don't know whether that helped him play better or not. Generally, I, you know, I don't think that does make players play better. But it's hard to argue with another championship, that's for sure. But that, as far as the thing as it goes, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in there that I didn't know. And I, and I don't know as this series goes on how much we're going to learn. But I like the little snippets. I like the little thing about Ainge and, and Jordan going out and playing golf before uh, MJ comes back and drops 63 on that really, really great Celtics team. One of the best teams in the history of the NBA. And Michael Jordan just made him look silly at times. And I love that quote from Larry Bird. A lot of people are talking about it. You know, that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Well, uh, I, that was that, that. That's the kind of stuff. Those little nuggets like that are what is sprinkled in make it so so interesting to me. And I think that's all we're going to get. If 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 you were really looking for you know an in depth dive into what makes Michael Jordan the greatest of all time, I don't think we're going to get it. I think it's going to be more celebration of Michael Jordan and what he accomplished, and then those tidbits you're talking about sprinkled in to make it interesting. I, I, I think that's what we got in the first two episodes, and I think that's what we'll, we'll continue to get. But uh, you're right, the, tid, the tidbits are, I mean, that, that little part where he talked about uh, the, the cocaine's over here, the weed's over here, and the women oh, are over yeah. here. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the co- almost the confirming our suspicions about the NBA lifestyle back in that particular period. You know, those, those things are interesting, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to get all that deep into MJ. Although one, one thing you can read out of that cocaine story is he didn't want any part of it. He wasn't going to be self-destructive like so many other um, athletes were of that era where they, you know, maybe didn't become all they could be because they of habits and those and those temptations of that lifestyle prohibited, you know. So that drive that we've articulated so often that was unique with him actually protected him. Right. In that case, in a weird way, right? That yeah. that he saw that and he's like, okay, no, no, thanks. I'm just, a, that, you know, I'm just a, an innocent young guy from Wilmington, North Carolina, and I don't, you know, I'm trying to play basketball here. I don't need any of that. I mean, would Jordan, if he had made a different decision in that particular night, would he have been what he ended up being? You know, I, I, I thought that strength. was interesting. It takes strength to do that because there's peer pressure, you know, and you got all these veterans. Who some guys ten years older than Michael, you know, and it uh, for a young kid to say screw this, I'm not going to get involved in this, and to go the other way, he probably, I bet he was made fun of for that. Well, do you, and, you, the the quote right after that story was from that point, I was on my own. Yeah, and, and he was it it absolutely shaped what he was to become. Because it further fueled this us first or me versus the world type of mentality and the drive to to be great, and he obviously eliminated distractions. I thought their their shot of his townhouse when he was a rookie and second year there, where he was just living like a a normal dude in Chicago. I thought that was awesome. Well, let that be a lesson to young people out there who sometimes fall victim to peer pressure, and they want to be accepted. And they, this is the irony, that if you follow along, you'll never be a leader. But if you stand up, and it certainly helps if you're really, 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 really talented. But if you stand up and say, nope, I'm not doing that, I don't care what. I mean, Jordan became the leader of that team pretty quick. And even with the much older guys around him, some of whom were participating in that kind of stuff, he just said, bag that, man. 
I'm here to win. I'm here to play basketball. And essentially he's saying, hey, guys, follow me. You know, follow me. Let's go win. And that, and that that's the way. That's leadership personified right there. And it, it's too bad. I, I just wish more young people, whatever their age is, whether you're in high school or junior high or college, wherever you are, stand up for what what you don't let things get in your way and it's amazing how people will line up behind you instead of you trying to be part of the crowd it's a big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 of the zone you're right i mean michael jordan making the fat jokes he was pretty brutal i've seen parents who let's just say they hadn't always pushed away from the buffet table pippen started berating Jerry Krause. He's got a huge body. I mean, that guy is a space eater, as they used to say. I like fat people. I do. I have a lot of fat friends. Austin is fat. I patted him on a big fat fanny and said, get him next time. You know, we had to say, you know, hey, let's hold it down. No reason to apologize if you're fat out there. 